Hello, uh, welcome to Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom. I'm Chris Delamere, and that man opposite me is called... Uh, hello, I'm Sam Bradley. Hello, friends. Hello. Welcome to the bathroom. Uh, me and <laughs> me and Sam uh, are two adult humans and, and friends. Also I don't know true. about you, but I think we're friends. True. Um, this podcast, uh, as I said, is entitled Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom. Uh, the name came from a discussion about what we might call, uh, I think it was a, a magazine about uh, hosteling around Europe. A so travel. A travelogue. A travelogue, yeah. So we stole that name and applied it here not really with any purpose and then try to somehow wedge on some kind of meaning to it um i i think it's this is the place where we come together to uh it might not make any sense but it's very apt actually we come together we don't see very much of each other because we live in different cities and this is a rare opportunity to get together to get together in a sort of symposium and uh enter a temple of mental ablution that's what i've written down here (laughs) <laughs> uh, we come in here carrying the dust of life into this communal bathroom in, yeah, hoping to sort out and wash off the various detritus collected from the outside world lovely yeah that was good phrasing but i delivered it pretty poorly <laughs> <laughs> no the, the 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 idea is to bring ideas into the bathroom dis- our dispatches from various yeah. other communal bathrooms into this communal bathroom uh where we invite you our friends uh to join us and uh go through our dispatches and i guess we'll just talk about them yeah sam explained it way better than i did (laughs) i had lots more stuff about clipping the toenails of wonder (laughs) and shaving our hairy thoughts and squeezing the blackhead of existence (laughs) and generally just talking shit which was going to be the punchline Uh, but i sort of messed it up from the beginning (laughs) I think it was one of those things that's better when you write it, but then when you say it out loud, it's well, sort, sort This of... podcast is the pumice stone with which we will soften the coarse skin of various sonic endeavours, <laughs> was the next bit. I mean, uh, that's one way of putting it, yeah. So yeah, we're generally trying to play on the ideas, the idea that this is a bathroom, where we bring in various unkempt ideas from our respective lives, wash those ideas hair a little and clip their toenails and see if they look any better i don't know if if that rings true with you sounds excellent (laughs) it's a great metaphor for a podcast as well because it's it's a private space not necessarily where two people are in at once an intimate space an intimate space uh that we're allowing you into because you know idea what people do in there and sometimes you don't want to know well no you don't want to know um a phrase I've always thought about for many, many years was uh, washing behind the ears. <laughs> See, now you mention it, I also always thought about that and thought myself perhaps a terrible person because I don't... Because wash you don't wash behind I the really ears. I really don't. Now, that's very interesting. I always thought about it as a phrase. Have you ever was... washed behind your ears? Oh, well, I'll tell you. All right. <laughs> I always thought of it just as a phrase that people say. Is it, oh, he, well, bet he washes behind his ears. You're a bit of a goody two-shoes. I'll bet he was. <laughs> no. What did they say? What's the phrase? Actually, I don't. No, I, 
really don't know. Okay, it's something on. about washing behind your ears yeah, 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 and yeah. that being an overzealous approach to cleaning that would be suggestive of a character who's who likes to stick with the within the laws of. I the always land. thought it was like you should wash behind your ears, like that's what a decent human being would oh. do. Oh, see, it only it took me many years to work out that it's just good hygiene advice. Because you feel much cleaner when you do it. I've done it, and you feel really clean. Well, I have never... Do it. Have a go. I'm sure I have, but... Promise me. Like, if you're in the shower, it kind of default happens. Because the shower... (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you say that? (laughs) I always thought that about the bottom of my feet, the soles of my feet as well. But you do have have to get involved. And really sort that out. There's yeah, all no, sorts one of, of those awkward. The thing is, you, you don't know, tree pose kind of situations, and then you're like, with your leg halfway up, trying to scrub the bottom of your foot, and trying not to fall over and die in the shower. I mean, I've introduced a brush. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know this is the way the podcast was going to well, go. I don't know. It started. It started. It started. Kind of. Uh, well, we're talking about bathrooms, and yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the thing. You really have no idea what people are doing in there. That's yeah, that is a whole issue that I guess we'll get into it during this. Well, is that everybody? I have, ha- I have, I have something I want to raise. Oh, uh, is this a confession? Not a confession, not a confession. Just an issue that I've seen. No, that I've. Okay, so in, I think in America they do this because it was from two American like comedy things there was some stand-up guy who talked about this and then there was just a brief trailer i saw for a, a comedy film that i never saw but both made references to the fact that uh, men put lotion on their penis and balls what what do you mean <laughs> what like this special penis yeah they lotion. moisturize their their balls and their penis but is is it you know, an all-purpose moisturizer or a specific. I have no idea because I don't do it, and I've never heard of it before. I mean, and then I heard a... of the references of to this thing twice in one week, and I thought, "What? Well, that can't I be." You've got a clean down there, but like you clean, but not. No, there's no. But they were talking no, about like they, it's a an aftershave. The comedian the... was talking about it as oh, like you know hey, when you do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. As you know, it was it was a wider topic, but he was. And I've never heard of it before. No. Maybe something that our listeners can uh, <laughs> either text or email in. <laughs> text in. Uh, Chris's number is 07. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 07. <laughs> no. <laughs> I also... This is my one last note that I have oh, on this Oh, you issue. made notes. I made notes oh, okay, for this right. opening bit. I see. I didn't help because I, I messed up the beginning. <laughs> okay. uh, I hate brushing my teeth. Really, 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 uh, really hate it. Right. So I have a toothbrushing technique, a motivational technique. So this is something I, re- I-, I was listening about uh, recently is something called temptation bundling, where in which you do something that you don't like at the same time as doing something that you really enjoy. So the example they have is going to the gym and watching a very compelling TV show or like listening to a very compelling audiobook, but you only mm. do it while you're at the gym. So then On both the of them are watching Star Trek. So I realized I was thinking about this. So I was like, Oh, I don't think I'd do that. And then that night as I was brushing my teeth, I was like, I do this every day. And what I do 
is in the order in which I do things in the bathroom is I, if I'm wearing contact lenses, I first, I w- basically, before I go to bed, I kind of wait until I kind of need the toilet and then I'll take my contact lens out, brush my teeth and then go to the toilet. And the feeling that you, you know, I, I really need to go, I need to go. And then that sort of motivates me. It's like, I'm not going to go until I've brushed my teeth. And you know, when you're in sight of the toilet and so you've got to, that makes it's everything r- worse. It's right there. Exactly. So yeah. you're like, oh, I've just, because I know if I just went to the toilet, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'll just go to bed. But if so I... So you save up a piss to do... Well, it's like the one that you do just before you go to bed, but it's I use that. I don't as have like one. That's the thing. I don't have a regular oh, okay. piss. I have just before bed. Also, we've just touched upon an editorial issue. I just said piss. Are we gonna be? Oh, uh, yeah. So this is gonna be an adult program, especially well, it, today. It's gonna have to be by accident <laughs> because I don't have the energy to go through and bleep. Well, also my dispatches may be oh. slightly. Uh, for the more mature erogenous, erogenous dispatches. Yeah, they are sexy ones. But we'll get to that later. Well, we will. Yeah, in due course. Um, speaking of dispatches, I suppose we should move (laughs) on from this opening. Yeah. Well, okay. Shall we? Um, it's nice that we covered bathrooms though in the first bit. I think that was that was necessary. Yeah. There's a mind to be mined there. There's a I what do you know. call we, it? We like might have taken all the coal out of that mine. No, there's tons more. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only coal. There's no gold in this mine. <laughs> Absolutely no gold. <laughs> this is my first dispatch. And... Uh, Basically, a lot of the inspiration for this, uh, or a lot of the purpose for this, uh, what we're doing right now, mm. is based around, uh, I have a lot of recordings on my phone, right? which are clan- clandestine oh, recordings yes. that I've taken oh. whilst uh, this is interesting. out and about. <laughs> and the majority of these are actually done uh, when I'm a bit drunk, oh. because sometimes things, you get into conversations when you're drunk. And you're like, I'm instantly worried. I would love to remember (laughs) this. And this is just like the kind of thing I'm like, I just really wish I could remember it. So uh, I have about 40 of these recordings, which is quite bad because I've never told anyone that I'm recording them. Uh, But do I feature in these? No, no. uh, You might be in some of them. Oh, God. But not this one in particular. I wasn't wasn't ready for this. (laughs) I don't. Well, yeah, okay. Well, you don't know what because you're saying I, clandestine. Yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah. drunk. Yeah. Well, okay. That worries the life out of me. It's Come fine. On, well, I have checked them. Like they're not like. No one's admitting oh, to a murder. Or no. <laughs> they're not that bad. My first dispatch has uh, two. Is t- made up of two parts, which were pretty much one after the other. But to listen to the whole thing all in one go is just kind of unbearable. Um, and the individual parts might be uh, slightly unlistenable. They're fine because I know what they are. Um, yeah, that's always the worry with these kind of recordings. Yeah, so uh, you are forewarned. Uh, right. They're not too long. Um, but this is uh, from a couple of weeks ago. I was at uh, a party in uh, Muswell Hill in North London. 
and uh, we were outside. Uh, everybody was smoking. I I'm not a smoker, so it was just sort of hanging out for air, I suppose. Um, but this was a very weird party. But this was about three in the morning, full moon, completely clear night, and we were, we'd been at this very weird party, and uh, yeah, so I realised that this was an excellent opportunity to take some recordings. So um, the recording is from my phone, which was in my pocket, and there's some noise of me zipping up the pocket in the recording. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's that weird noise. But what you need to listen out for in this first recording is um, a man who we had been talking to earlier in the night, and he uh, has an Austrian accent. I never heard his name at all. Because we had entered into a fictional universe uh, through all our conversations with this man. Oh yeah, he's on his way. Simon. Are you going? I'm going. Yes, uh, I will see you at six o'clock. So that's a three hours. Yeah. Have fun with your. I will, Simon. Mahmoud uh, uh, or William, whichever. Six o'clock, quarry. Um, give you. Okay. Are you actually related to the Well, yeah, can't you tell? You know, I'm so British. My accent is so British. So, right, yeah, right. I, I'm wearing leather, black leather gloves. So, yeah, no, I, I'm going home to Knightsbridge now, where I live. But I'll drive my golden Ferrari, which should be somewhere around here. Yeah, yeah. I don't have Do you to. give lifts to people? Or? <laughs> well, not, not, to, not to people that, you know, that are, you know, wearing slaves. <laughs> I don't think we can, Simon. I don't think we can. <laughs> I, I, can I can offer you intellectual horizons and un- imagination. I don't think you can. have this conversation already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's put one Imagine that we're going to meet you on the field tomorrow at 6 in the morning. The quarry, not the field. The quarry, whatever. <laughs> you're in the field, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Are you going to be late? Right. my job, shit. Uh, no, you'll just lose your, your legs. My what? Your legs. My legs? Well, you'll break them multiple times. Okay, I think we can organize it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's too Simon. All the cool people are standing outside now, smoking. Yeah, all the cool people. Yeah, all the cool people. Well, obviously, you're my slaves. I bought them. <laughs> I don't even know his name. I didn't, didn't give him a fake name like he gave you or you. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> Ah, uh, no thanks. Well, have a good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I might see you again. <laughs> Bye. 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 That was kind of... Right. right. Nice to be treated by you. Well, it was my associate. This is associate. I had nothing to do with it, really. Okay. When the police come. You have I, a I did not call them. They won't be here too much. Okay. Just keep doing what you're doing. I'm bleeding. Okay. okay cool. Bye. Good to know. Okay. <laughs> okay. That was our very first dispatch. <laughs>
Um, I have to say, most of it was uh, incomprehensible. <laughs> I thought, yeah, it was actually it actually it had a nice uh, had, had a nice kind of uh, London house party hubbub. Yeah, it. which is much louder. Occasionally punctuated by something said by a German Austrian. Sorry, Austrian. I, man? I honestly have no idea. Okay, I got. Uh, a man from another European country. He's either Austrian or German. I have no idea. But basically, uh, well, what do you think he was talking about? And then I'll explain. He... I'll try to explain the nonsense that he was actually talking about. Do, he was saying something about leather gloves yeah. and a gold Ferrari. Yeah. So that was in response to uh, <laughs> my good friend, uh, Tassim, who was at the party, uh, saying, Oh, are you actually re- related to David Cameron? To which... This was a complete non sequitur to me. So I just stared at Tass and was like, why would this man be related to David Cameron? And then what, he why said... Why did he say that? I have absolutely no idea. Because it's Tass. No, I think... Or because this was, was there some kind of thing going on at the party? There was an unwritten... I think he kind of... Because there's so many parties of... you go to where things are written down. <laughs> he kind of maybe looks like David Cameron a little bit. And then the guy was like, oh, yeah. Oh, so he went with it. Yeah. Oh. And that's uh, a good example of how we ended up in this situation. Uh, so that's what he was talking about, his golden Ferrari, for example. I see. And uh, what uh, what else did you take away from that? I don't, I don't know. Okay, so basically he was referring to Tassim as Simon. Uh, yeah, no, I heard time. that. And uh, I thought I couldn't tell whether that was you that he was talking to, or and that he was talking about uh, meeting at the quarry in the morning. So essentially, during the party. In a very surreal moment, uh, Tassim's friend had sold Tassim to uh, this Austrian man uh, as a slave to work in his uh, meth quarry. Right. Uh, And I was also sold to him under the pseudonym of William, uh, but was then given a slave name by this man of Mutumbo. (laughs) (laughs) Which was the point where we all went, Oh, see ya. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is weird but this is it was kind of all fine because it was sort of within the confines within the of sort your... of game that we were playing at the time it was okay but also it was like we don't know this guy at all and he's saying these things and it's like this seems like kind of a risky thing to say so so you and obviously he doesn't know what kind of what kind of people you are exactly so, so he could... doesn't know you don't he doesn't know if that's a joke yeah if you're gonna go ha ha yeah you're being ironic yeah or if you're gonna go yeah i'm racist too let's be <laughs> racist together yeah so i think fortunately uh everybody took it is like just a bit of you all firmly had your tongues in banter. each other's cheeks yeah sort of but this that was one example of why this was a very weird part. And what are we supposed to learn from this dispatch? Uh, so Sam? this is just... this is. A I'm not saying that, that there's any educational tool uh, to no. any of this. No, no, no. But this is a prime example of uh, the kind of crap that I've caught on my phone uh, that's uh, part of the inspiration. And perhaps maybe a representation of London life. Possibly. So uh, the second we part... We up here don't get so much... That's that takes us neatly into the second part, which is... Are we going there now? An excellent representation of London life oh. at this party. Because at this party was a lot of uh, student, postgraduate students. Right. But particularly 
people studying philosophy PhD. Oh dear, it's going to be. Uh, so this is a conversation between uh, two of those particular people. Um, one of which I would like to paint you something of a word picture. So uh, one of them was a one of them was a tall man, uh, good-looking chap, looked a bit like Alex James from Blur, if you can imagine, but younger. I uh, can imagine him because I've seen him. Yeah. So <laughs> again, I don't know either of these and guys. And I saw names. him when he was younger as well, so I y- can just imagine that now. Yeah. So he um he was quite uh lucid, not that drunk, and just kind of poking his friend to try and make him say things. Uh asking him philosophical questions and then letting him wax lyrical about this. So this is kind of what I caught on uh this recording. And then his friend, uh who wasn't quite as lucid, uh if you can ma- Maybe he looked a bit like a skinny James Dean. <laughs> that sounds like a bit of a mean <laughs> thing to say. But he was he was like he looked a bit like James Dean but not like built. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So he I don't um, know that James he Dean had was like that. uh but he was it was very cinematic. He was stood out in front of this this house, uh, you know, silhouetted against the full moon in mm. a long uh like trench coat kind of thing. And he had like foppish hair and a and a cigarette hanging from his from his hand uh, while he discussed uh, philosophy. Was he French? No, no, no. You're here. (laughs) (laughs) This is your life. This no, no. This is an interaction with a Danish woman. So far, this is good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what does this mean? Well, it means the nurse thinks free will. Um, okay, but I still don't understand how, how, how. Hang on. How a line through a triangle means that there's no such thing as free will. Okay, really not on there yet. <laughs> can you, sorry, can you explain it a little bit more? The two, the two are unrelated. I feel like she extrapolated the free will argument not from Heidegger but from other post-structural theorists you really like couldn't even name it doesn't matter about the theorists what are your own theories well like I don't know I feel with free will it's a kind of it's a bit like of a intellectual masturbation in a way to argue about free will well masturbation I don't know, I mean like you, when I think of my own actions, I, I am very predisposed towards the idea that there is no such thing as free will, but I think that's generally because I have quite a passive personality and I don't, I, I don't particularly value agency, I don't particularly value my own actions in any way. But then I can't separate that from my own perspective, right? Like that's that's a. You're being like dead serious. <laughs> okay. So those are the kind of parties you go to. Uh, in that London. This is a kind of party like that that I've been to, but uh, yeah. So that we could have a very deep discussion about how, how what you think about free will. But the, so he was saying that he this, he thought he didn't have any free will. Uh no, so there's was two, I not listening? There's two great quotes in that which are, um, uh, both from the guy asking questions. One one of which was, okay, I still don't understand how a line through a line makes a triangle, and that means that there's no such thing as free will, <laughs> which makes no sense to me at all. And then the other one was where he said. Uh, arguing about free will is a bit like a, a bit of an intellectual masturbation and his friend went so masturbate 
which is just great. Well, uh, I think all philosophies probably masturbation. Honestly, fifty percent of that party was like serious, deep philosophical discussions, and it was quite. It was very strange, but I'm I'm happy that I caught that one because that guy was just excellent. Yeah, I don't know if I can add very much to the, the whole <laughs> argument about, about free will. I think there's been quite a lot said by it. it. It did go on for another half an hour in which we discussed whether the gate was a, why we had free will if we came across a gate. The gate? That, so there was a gate and he was like, oh, if you come across this gate, do you have you know, free will because the gate, like, you're going to push it open? I didn't really understand this very well. Also, this is why I made recordings, because I'm not supposed to regurgitate what I vaguely remember from three in the morning. Oh, I see. And yet we're still no wiser. <laughs> How do you mean? Well, we've listened to it. Yeah. We've spoken about it. Okay. I don't know if I'm free or not. <laughs> I'm I'm quite... I'm mostly uh, distracted by the fact that my beard keeps stroking on the... Uh, <laughs> the pop shield here i can't get into deeper things than that but is it is it the pop shield that's making you do that or are you doing it by your own agency well i could have had a shave i suppose yeah okay anyway so this is a prime example of what i have recorded on my phone and uh these sorts of things might make so what did you think of is that in terms of an idea uh what stealing people's mouths and their word thoughts. I guess part of this is as well. I'm in two minds as to how ethical. <laughs> because, and it's funny that you would say that because actually my dispatch is also along that line. Is there? Is this yeah. actually segueing nicely into your the dispatch? Segueing really nicely. Oh great! Like okay. the content might not be very good, but the formatting. Okay. Is has been exemplary I so am far. Excited now. Uh, so this is much the same as Sam's. Well, I won't. I won't say anymore. I'll just play it.
Shia Green, they they asked them. Oh well, Shia Green, that's all. Please take your change. Notes are dispensed below the scanner. There you go. That was very nice. It was like a sort of a soundscape journey around Sheffield. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah, because it. It's funny because I, obviously I have some context as to what a lot of those things are, but maybe, yeah. maybe, so do you want me to just, do you want me to guess or? Well, you could, yeah, go on then. Okay, so I know about the carols uh, that were before Christmas. Yeah, maybe. so I actually kind of a little bit cheated with my dispatch here. Uh, I already had a sound recording of the local Sheffield carols, which are, are held in Sheffield. They're kind of quite famous locally, but maybe not known that well uh, any further afield. Uh, there are a whole separate set of carols that are sung around in places called Stannington and Dungworth and Grenoside. Uh, and we sing them at Top Red on Boxing Day. Um, and they're just great tunes. Uh, nonsense lyrics. Uh and you just get a lot of very stoic uh, middle-aged northern men with pints of bitter clutched to their chests, uh, belting their hearts out. Uh, these beautiful tunes, which were part of the sort of the canon of church songs, but kind of got cut away at some point. The the church like reformed all their hymns and stuff, and um, they got rid of loads of the ones that everyone really liked. So they went to the pub after church to sing the ones that they liked. And it's a bizarre little tradition that's stuck. So that was in there. Uh, uh, it's it's funny because like I've heard obviously you and our mutual friend Daniel singing them, but it's just when you hear a lot of people singing them, it sounds very different. It sounded like it was a very small room, very full of people, it, and they were singing loud. It was actually a really small room. It was about as big as this room that we're in right now, and there was in this a, bathroom. And yeah. <laughs> oh, it sounded awful in a bathroom. <laughs> Thirty men in a bathroom singing songs. Um, Future episode ideas. Yeah. So yeah, there there was that. There was what? Do you but, want to talk about the other elements so it, that you heard? There was also, I mean, there was some general sort of city noises, which were nice to give it some journey feel. But there was also it sounded like uh, talking to a drunk man on a bus, or like recording someone talking on a yeah. bus who was perhaps drunk that's perhaps. interesting that you would say who was drunk again it was one of those where i recorded someone and you say clandestine recordings i feel i stole a little bit of that guy's soul yeah but he wasn't drunk he was just a simple man 
who start just started telling his story to to a uh, a young guy who's sat next to like his life him. story. He just started saying the stuff, and he and I just he had such a beautiful voice. It was really like over pronunciating, and there's a bit in there. I don't know if you could hear the words so well. So some of it, he was like, "Oh, there was a working class family." He was. They, they yeah. were a, a working class family, one of six. They had five wages coming in. Mum was a housewife. They didn't want for nothing. <laughs> that kind of stuff. It's a very classic story. Poetic. Well, the first thing he said was, "Me and my brother were like chalk and cheese." He was the one with the accent, the Sheffield accent. He says in that insane accent. So I thought he he was a. He he just had a beautiful voice and a sort of c- comic and tragic yeah. kind of sound to him, and the content was a bit. Ca- it was so simple and yeah. I guess it's also a man telling his story on the bus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, to anyone who would listen. Well, that was part of why I feel maybe less bad about recording him because he was just saying it to people yeah. on and out. Like it wasn't someone didn't ask him. Yeah. Hey, what's your life been so far? He just started saying it. Yeah, okay. he was love. He was like lovely. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like oh god. This I is think guy. It, the only reason I assumed that he was drunk was because I don't know. I pictured a night bus, and I you pictured could hear the rumblings of a bus engine in the background. Yeah, assumed, yeah. And like, but part of how I feel about sort of quietly recording people is that people, if you if they know they're being recorded, change like we're doing right now exactly we're not so talking normally in any way and haven't been even though we've been running this for about half an hour this this particular bit of recording we're still and i'm still and i <laughs> can tell as i'm looking at you and you're looking at me i'm talking in a really strange way <laughs> exactly and so it's it, I, I prefer if you've got an interest natural, in human nature yeah capturing a natural sort of human yeah. moment uh on it feels less intrusive than to video record them because mm. there's a certain amount of anonymity that comes with uh you saying things yeah but yeah i'm I'm still not sure <laughs> well i thought well it's interesting that that is the issue that's come up the actual the process of the recording rather than yeah. the content yeah because i i think the content is always I don't know, it's something that I find very interesting. And particularly, like, I don't remember conversations very well. So to record a natural conversation and then hear it back in the morning, for example, is, like, quite... But then you'll never have that... You'll never have that element of yourself. Because you'll know you're recording. That's the thing, you can still never get it pure because maybe you're prompting in the way that you're Uh, talking. And then that influences theirs. So you know what you're saying is going to go on it and then you're not speaking naturally either. Yeah. I'll be honest I did cut myself out because <laughs> 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 I said something stupid it was like oh, I'll cut it there. That's where I'll end it. So there is the problem with the edit. Uh having said that if you uh, have a problem <laughs> if we've captured you on tape and you uh take issue with this feel f- feel free to contact feel free us to get on in our, touch and we'll uh, talk about it. Our future Facebook page uh, <laughs> Twitter feed None of these things exist yet. Maybe never will. Okay. Uh, depending how good or bad this this current episode goes, I thought actually uh, the idea for th- for that uh, dispatch 
wasn't necessarily again the content and i didn't think we'd talk about the process of recording it so much but i thought maybe a little a little thing about hometowns yeah 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 because oh right okay because that that maybe that wasn't very a very accurate representation of sheffield i took one guy's life story (laughs) and then an age-old tradition and then put a few sounds on it yeah uh it's only it was only a couple of aspects of it but i think it kind of in a little way represented the funny thing about sheffield in that it's a big city but it exists in these kind of what's the word parochial maybe i don't really know what that word means (laughs) (laughs) well i'm saying that word now it might not be right but you know the the church bells yeah the folk songs yeah the quiet simple guy on the bus there's not much to it it's a quiet kind of place yeah uh but and yet it's a big city i guess as well it Obviously, I don't live here anymore. This is this is exactly what oh, I was right, getting okay. to. You see, so how do you how do you feel about Sheffield? Now, I can tell you, listeners, uh, me and Sam are both from Sheffield, as you can tell by our really heavy South Yorkshire accents. <laughs> I don't think mine's that heavy. Well, now you've mentioned no, it, I'm it'll get saying worse. we don't we don't we don't have accents. Oh, okay, that this was is, a joke. This is the thing, international audience. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're coming on here. Uh, to find the authentic voice of South Yorkshire, you you won't find. I mean, we are. That's the, that is the issue. We are. Well, yeah, because just I, because we don't have the right vowels, I well, we do. But I don't. Know. I always think because we, uh, neither of your parents nor mine are actually from Sheffield. That's correct. They both moved here. They all moved here as students, and so we grew up in sort of the student. Area yeah, we're second generation students. Yeah, so that's it's a term I just invented. It's <laughs> it's almost like um people who have whose parents have lived in Sheffield and like they live in the more sort of uh I don't know other areas where st- students affluent. Aren't. We can say affluent. Uh yeah, so they kind of have slightly different accents. So I think we do have a certain type of Sheffield accent. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's but it's because we don't we're not as embedded like we don't have family and family who have always been there. It's not as strong. No, no, not at so all. So it has a bit. It has a slightly different feel. We come from areas where there are a lot of uh, middle class people. I would say yeah. a lot of students. Yeah. A lot of white people. It's very lefty as well. Oh, but it but it's very progressive <laughs> in its politics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they hold all these really nice ideals yeah. about uh, the problems of people that they don't don't ever see or have yeah. anything to do with. Yeah. Um, which is nice, but kind of meaningless. Yeah, yeah. The the sort of soundscape in general had like a a nostalgia to it, I suppose. There was uh, because I I haven't lived in Sheffield for I don't know seven years or something now. But it, the the y- your hometown feeling never goes away, does it? So you still recognise the sounds, and you like you've uh, you still get that feeling. Mm. I guess seven years isn't you too can, long. You can never go home again. Yeah, but you can never actually go home again. Whatever that and means. And so it's surprising how much you... Like, living in London, as I do now, you kind of forget what everybody sounds like. You forget that everybody has a Yorkshire accent. Like, if I hear a Yorkshire accent out and about, it's like a, it's like a nice novelty. But then when you come up here and everybody's got one, it's like, oh, I'm kind of home. And it's this is this is quite nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
what's weird for me is I kind of still have that. And I have live here. <laughs> it's just nice to be around. I mean, I don't know. Because I don't... I don't talk like them. <laughs> I feel different. I feel different. <laughs> I feel an alien in my own city. Yeah. I, do, I think that's the thing, a common thing we maybe both felt. I know a few of our... A couple of our friends could prob- would probably recognise themselves in that description. Yeah. But it's... I don't know, you live in a place for 18 years. I don't know, I kind of made the made the most of, of Sheffield. Like, I didn't feel like an alien I mean in the city. left me. Yeah. <laughs> is that what this is all about, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a confrontation. It's been leading up all the way to this. I made that soundscape <laughs> just for this very moment. Where I hack you to bits and keep you in Sheffield forever. In a in different freezer compartments yeah. some some freezer compartments in Stannington a couple in uh, Grenaside oh we already mentioned Grenaside oh we already mentioned both of them I can't think of any original <laughs> areas uh, uh, Sheffield Lane Top yes there you go go on you go next <laughs> Southie but ah you couldn't come up with one I've already got one go on Pittsmore oh very good are we just going to name are areas we yeah. <laughs> we're going to play uh Mornington Crescent, or as it's known here, um, for the part. Wicker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe the Wicker's right, or the Parkway, like something that's kind of central. Ladies Bridge, you've got to get to Ladies Bridge. Where's Ladies Bridge? It's on ne- next to the Wicker. Is that what that area is called? I don't know what that area. Well, you is know, called. you know the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the Wicker, yeah, yeah, yeah. before you get to where Castle Market was. So it's very specific <laughs> uh, <laughs> geographical stuff going on here. But this is, I think this should be the content of the show. They have, they have to go out there and research this now. I mean, I know if I was listening to this, I would be on Google Maps <laughs> right now looking up where these I know we are. would. All right, would you I know I too? would do yeah, that yeah. as well. But I don't know that anybody else would be that invested. Mill houses. There's another one. You go next. Atlas. 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 Ooh. Bit of a weird one. Ooh. Wood seats. Good. Woodhouse. <laughs> Door. Woodhouse Mill. <laughs> Got you there. Oh, is it Grace Park? That's a park, yeah. Yeah, but that... Well, I, <laughs> I sort of Norton, Norton Lees kind of area. I've got kind of stuck out there <laughs> in my head. <laughs> uh, All right, Totley Rise, Fox Hill, Parson Cross. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway. Oh, oh! While we're down there, Mosboro, Mo- Mosbro. Uh. <laughs> This is the show now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, text in if we haven't said your favourite uh, Sheffield area. Crooks. Crooks. Ah, oh, there we go. Walkley. I'll do yours. You do mine. Uh, Crooks and Walkley were the two places that we uh, lived. I was a little bit worried And about also, that's what we were describing just there, yeah. <laughs> in case that wasn't clear. We didn't say, did we? The Socialist Republic of Walkley. <laughs> Of the People's Democratic Socialist Republic of Walkley. Yeah. 
Um, but I was a bit worried about saying that because I was like, oh, you know, letting people know about your home address. But neither of us live there anymore, <laughs> so it true. really doesn't matter. Your parents don't even live there. No, you could knock on my the house that I grew up in. But oh. don't, because they've got a nice family, so, you know. Well, they've got kids, haven't they? Yeah. We'll knock on in the day, maybe, when they're, <laughs> when they're up. But, <laughs> one, but once what? it's about 8 o'clock, that's a cut-off, I think, for me. The kids are going to be in bed by then. They don't want knocking up at that point. Uh, hello. Uh, <laughs> I, I was listening to you. You don't know me, <laughs> and I don't know the person who used to live here, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> hello, welcome back to Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom. So, uh, we're going to do my next uh, dispatch, uh, which I recorded last night. Sam was was texting me through the week going, I've done three. Oh, shit. Not done anything. I, I had this vague idea, and I, I've just given Sam a task, and my dispatch kind of links up with this task that I've just given him. I'll reveal what I, I gave him after we've played the dispatch, I think. I think that's how we'll do it. You, you, Sam's looking at know. me. He I doesn't don't know because he doesn't know what is. it is. Of course, yeah. that makes sense. That's the show. <laughs> uh okay so i will tell you i'll i'll do a little i'll lead it up okay it's okay, a song yeah let's do it there's a song i do this thing called soup review i'm sure sam's aware of it well i know he yeah, is of course. uh my international listeners here might not know about this activity i review soup uh on instagram was hashtag soup review. Hashtag soup review. Hashtag soup it. review. You'll find it. I'm the only guy on there, apart from somebody who's had a coffee once. Yeah. I put soup review. Didn't make any sense. Um. So I do that, and from from one of those soup reviews, I I came up with a song title, and a sort of fake history for this song. Uh, for a group uh, called the Bullrushes, who had a hit with this song. Uh, in March 1967, a number three hit. Uh, their only hit, as it happens, it, as it turned out. During during the height of the Beatlemania. Well, it was a height of lots of things. Lots of people were high at that time. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was Summer of Love, right? 1967. Well, it was the lead. It was the Spring of Love. Okay, you don't right. hear so much about that one. All right. So this this song <laughs> this song was in the lead up to the Summer of Love. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't. I recorded it last night, but. <laughs> um, so, uh, this song, which I'm trying to find now on my computer, to tell you to Sam. Um, it's so professional. I don't know if Sam remembers this particular suit review. I know he's a diehard fan, but you know th- we don't. We can't follow all of them because uh, there's a lot. <laughs> this song is called uh, "San Antonio Fever," and we'll come back to the task that I gave you after we've listened to this. Uh, what I'm going to say is very, very rough. Probably out of time. I didn't do any editing or mastering or anything for it. I just recorded each take and then I printed it, which is to say I made a WAV version of it. Great. So I'm going to play it now for you. San Antonio Fever. Ooh, 
got taken by that San Antonio fever. I can't leave her. taken by that San Antonio fever I can't leave her I can't conceive of a way to retrieve taken by that San Antonio fever I can't leave her I can't conceive of a way through the crowd She got taken by that San Antonio fever I can't leave her so good who was it by me oh come on oh uh, sorry uh, <laughs> um the bull rushes the bull rushes the bull rushes and can you explain a little about them please um they were sort of around well i'll explain the phrase san antonio fever uh-huh. it was a phrase in the 60s for uh sort of little known phrase that's sort of fallen out of use now well didn't exist <laughs> <laughs> um it meant, you know, he's gone a bit, you know, he's 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 gone a bit. He's in an isolated mental right uh, state, possibly brought on by too much acid or peyote. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, too much. He's got that San Antonio. Yeah, fever. he's eating too many eggs. Hey man, he's got that San Antonio. What's That's wrong with Daryl? Oh, oh, he's got that, that San Antonio fever, man. Be like, oh, oh man. I saw him with a day out on the American Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. Broadway, <laughs> oh, uh, Route sixty six. I saw him out there on on Main Street, and he had, oh, I looked him in the eye, and he had a he had that San Antonio fever, man. Um, so that's the phrase. And actually, this this band came along, and they weren't they were a West Coast sort of band. They were around, you know, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Uh, okay, 
Um, yeah, yeah. They're in that kind of scene, uh, Laurel Canyon, kind of band. But uh, they a were a they fo- a four piece, from what I could tell. A four or piece, a three piece. Yeah, a four piece with six legs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were there, but they weren't. They weren't very popular in the in the scene. No. They Why? were the, they were the not so hip band, who, who all the hip bands despised. And I mean right. this 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 actual song is case in point yeah. because they took the they took the phrase San Antonio fever, yeah, and used it. It was you know it was it was common street talk, and they they took advantage of it. Okay, to make a hit record. They made a hit record. Yeah, the, I mean the the hits just well they didn't keep coming actually. The hits dried up after this, <laughs> but the cash <laughs> was the cash was good. On, okay. On the number, on the three, number three hit. I yeah. guess in the 60s, that's a lot of records. It was a hell of a lot. So, I mean, uh, so soon they fell sort of out of favour, as as did the the saying, which is why we don't hear it anymore. Oh, yeah. We just say, oh, he's, f- he's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, the little challenge that I gave you. Well, I've just got a few things with the song. Uh, so first of all, you could oh you comments could, sort yeah, of yeah, reaction. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, is that all right? Yeah, no, go yeah, ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So the first, the first one that was the first thing that sprung to mind was the the influence of uh, "Under the Boardwalk" on this song. I don't know what that is. You know, under the boardwalk, under the boardwalk. Oh, I was thinking. Um, it's the time of the season. Oh, yeah, that too, yeah. The zombies. Okay. Uh, anyway. But I don't know what that song is. Under the Who, did that? Who did that? I have no idea. But famous song. Yeah. I it was, was kind of channeling famous it. Song. Well, I accidentally started channeling that. The uh, zombies okay. there. Right, right. No, that was basically it. Oh, and it's a bit of a John Lennon style vocal in the like no nasal. That's going to happen. That's gonna <laughs> about to happen. You can you can tell the influence of of the Beatles on the. the That's interesting because it's not the first thing I would have gone to. I could what? I can tell you all the different bits where I go. Well, that's that's just a Velvet Underground riff, <laughs> and then that, then I did sort of a Bob Dylanish lead up, and then I don't know where that chorus came from. That it's came really from, good. Came though. from Beyond, didn't it? it? Feels that's a great chorus. It's so satisfying. It's a really good chorus. Like, I was like, oh, is it just gonna be? like instrumental and voices and you know that's cool and this is really nice and then it's then it's she's got that and then everybody comes in um great so yeah that's where you come in okay you notice how there was only words there Uh uh-huh for the chorus Uh uh-huh now i gave you a challenge before you listened to that yeah do you want to do you want to tell the listeners at home or wherever they are to tell them what words i gave you as as sort of prompts. Okay, hello friends. Uh, so Chris gave me a challenge on a um, a card I used to do my GCSE revision on. Uh, he good gave cards are the best. They're kind of the best ones you can get. Actually, I mean they are really good. I think of W H Smith. We'll get maybe we'll say a whole a whole we'll other say, podcast yeah. about <laughs> revision cards. I have. They're really good. They're A six. Is it A six that? I don't know. Lovely line, so. lovely lines to them. Very firm as well. Yeah. I hate them when they're too floppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got to be card, and they're not. They? They're not like rough on the top. This is a nice card stock. Anyway. Anyway, so this uh, card has four phrases. We'll say uh, six words uh, on it. So I'll read them top to bottom. Wolves, 
diarrhea, sun, and Birmingham New Street. So Chris then challenged me to write something poetic uh, to do with these words for somehow, however I felt. So uh, actually what I did um, was took each word or each line, Birmingham New Street counted as one thing, and uh, wrote a single thing about each one. Uh, and I did that three times, just the first thing that came to mind. And there's some... Uh, uh, I don't know. There's something in this tisky that just makes you go deep, man. So <laughs> some of this is quite shallow, and some of it's gone pretty. One can of tisky, and it's uh, it's that Polish vibe. It's, it's made me go deep. Really... So there you go. I don't know what you want to do with these. Well, but... the idea was, you notice there was no words there for the verses, right? So I was gonna, I was gonna get you subconsciously to write those verses for me, and Wolves, but Diarrhea, I... Sun, and Birmingham New Street were all. Uh, sort of vague terms that I thought alluded to the mental state of San Antonio fever, which is fictional, so it could be anything, really. <laughs> it's funny that Birmingham New Street relates to San Antonio fever, but... Why? I think... They're not exactly near one another. Yeah, but you can go insane in Birmingham New Street. I you did go insane. endorse in... that. <laughs> well, there you go. And diarrhea, that's... You don't want to be oh, mentally yeah, yeah. tethered. Yeah, yeah, yeah to I agree a... with the other ones. Yeah. And it was it was inspired by a soup that had quite a lot of chilies in, so that's why the diarrhea kind of came <laughs> oh, right, in anyway. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And wolves or something, lupine of moon or something, and sun. Uh, I don't know. That was okay, just great. warm. Well, uh, so now what? So I'm going to play the song again, and I've not really had a very good look at the poem. It's uh, not po- you didn't po- say to write. No, a poem. I know, I know. But I said poetic. I mean, the scraps of poem that Sam has given me. And I'm going to try and improvise a verse, a verse or one, <laughs> uh, to the song again. So we're going to play the song and we'll see how that goes. so far listeners this is so good (laughs) you can scream shakespeare in the rain and never then ever really hear you it is unpleasant but your body is doing its best sometimes we feel like shit to survive there's only one for all of us forever. Goodbyes with the air. Song got taken by the San Antonio fever. But I 
I can't leave her. Sing along, Sam, come on. I can't conceive of her anyway. Through the class, she got taken by that San Antonio fever. Sam, can you write some more verses? I've run out of words. Quickly. You've got four seconds. I could do some more. Okay. Quickly, Sam. Right, we're in the lead up to the verse again now. How can I get 14... Oh, wait, it's not yet yet. How can I get 14 people to play a game all night? Tits, tits, still Hot dog burn my skin I didn't know where to go in Boy, I think we're clipping some real here <laughs> Okay, chorus She got taken by that San Antonio fever I can't leave her I can't conceive of a way Through the crowd She got taken by the San Antonio fever I can't leave her Okay. <laughs> how, how was that? <laughs> it was uh, exciting to be suddenly told to write all the lyrics, <laughs> lyrics halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> I think it went rather well. It was excellent. Really, really good. Um, I, I don't know of the sound quality. I think I got a little bit excited. <laughs> and um, there may be a lot of screeching in the sort of upper registers with the... Um, with the clipping there. But that that went much better than I anticipated. <laughs> as, I think, ra- as, as a mess as it was, went I, really well. I, I just, didn't really, I didn't have time to take in the lyrical content as well. Well, you was, also, you you skipped over some, so I gave you back a card that you'd only done one from. Well, because, so. because part of it just said fluids, yeah. one word, tits still, question mark, halfway. Yeah. I mean, right. You're really bringing a new element to the <laughs> to the poetic form there. I didn't know what I was doing. A shopping list with question marks and the direction. I mean, it's quite. I quite like it. Now I've read it again. I'm Fluids, tits still, question mark, halfway. It says a lot in so few. Exactly. Yeah. But that went really well. <laughs> really well. Hot right. dog burnt my skin. Hot dog burnt my that skin. That was what I wrote whilst you were going through the corners. And I said... Uh, I can't remember what I said, but I came up with a rhyme for that. <laughs> um, so we'll have to look at that in edit, and I don't know how well it'll come I out. I think but it's going to sound great. I think it's just a really fun song. You like 
it's a good it's a great chorus this is why i thought i had to get i didn't know whether whether the verse was good melodically it's okay but it's all lead up to that killer yeah exactly killer yeah right yeah well done thank you it's really good i worked not so hard on that actually (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm so talented oh stop it um Okay. Well, we've done that bit. We've we've really rinsed the hell out of that <laughs> bit. We've done yeah. quite a lot on that. Uh, okay, I, great. I, I suppose we've got to move on to our next okay. dispatch. Yeah. Which is now yours, Sam. So, what I was thinking right. was... Uh, there's this sort of idea that the bathroom or the toilets are kind of a sexy place. That's not my idea. It's not really mine either. Um, so there's some always people do. Exactly. Some people seem to think that you know having sex in a toilet is a is a thing that you would want to do. Now, I personally have never, oh. and uh, it doesn't really appeal to me either it just seems like it would be slightly gross and disgusting you mean a public toilet? a public pu- a communal bathroom type doesn't make any sense yeah. to it your own toilet isn't it because y- yeah you've got a <laughs> choice of all the other rooms <laughs> exactly so there's this contrast in the bathroom that in a communal bathroom that uh on the one hand it could be quite a sexy place everybody's in the news everybody's you know around everybody else's bits but also, it's extremely unsexy. <laughs> it's also one of the least sexy places I can think of. Uh, so this is what I was exploring with this dispatch, and um, the dichotomy. Yeah. So I thought, I mean, it's easy to think of the sexiest thing you can think of. Uh, <laughs> what? Well, I didn't it? say anything. I didn't <laughs> say anything at all. Okay. So what's what's the sexiest thing you can think of? Well. Pornography is quite sexy, Chris. I don't know. It's a bit of a turn off. Okay. Well, we don't. Well, we don't need to get it. Depends. Well, we will. We'll listen to the thing and then we'll see what's sexy. (laughs) (laughs) But then I also thought, what is? It was quite easy to think of something that's sexy. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, as a straight male myself, I find you know women very attractive. But I was I was trying to think of the least sexy thing I could think of, and uh, the least sexy thing that I could think of was in fact uh cb radios <laughs> <laughs> so there is nothing that i could think of that was that sexy about cb radios um i suppose you could if you really use your imagination but what's it's not it's not the activity maybe chatting with your friends or like trying to pick up uh, other truck drivers via your radio would be perhaps a sexual activity but the nature of the radio itself and uh, the technicalities of a CB radio is terrifically unsexy. It's anti-tactile. Exactly. So, uh, in this uh, this piece is a bit different to my previous pieces. So, I've basically tried to marry something very sexy with something very not sexy. So, this is um, there's a there's a like an ambient track in the background. Um, the artist of which I've forgotten his name, but it was a uh, a free download from the internet. I have spoken some audio over the top of this that has come from. Uh, I'll just check cbradiomagazine.com, and uh, there is also some background sound effects that are from a website called Audible Porn. 
www.tumblr.com. Oh dear. So, uh, so you you you've you've picked bits and things from different things to try and to try and work against and work with yeah. the elements that are there. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to see, finding out what this sounds like because it could be like, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the original President Lincoln Radio stands as one of the all-time favourite radios of collectors in our hobby. The radio had a great receive, clear transmit audio and easy-to-navigate functions designed for the more serious operator. It's been quite a long time, but President Radios has finally released the new President Lincoln 2, and it definitely is a feature-filled radio. When you power on the radio, the screen and buttons will glow orange, but as this radio has multiple colours, it could just as easily be adjusted to green or blue. After waiting for a long time for this radio, I can report that the features, size, functions and SSB audio performance are all on target. The radio puts out good wattage in all modes and receives glowing on-air reports and is just the right size for most vehicle installs. The receive is average but usable. For a radio at this price level though, and at the top of the line, I think it could be improved upon, especially if some users reported issues that need fixes. As for my real-world testing, I really enjoyed using it. I found it so easy to go back and forth between 10 and 11 metres, Jumping in between frequencies was easy, and the way the channel selector works to take you from one band to the next in a continuous manner is just excellent. President came very close to hitting a home run with this radio, and the SSB audio is just rocking. If they can get the receive tightened up a bit on these radios, then this could be the must-own radio for the serious operator. For now, it's a great radio in so many ways, but with an average receive. That was superb. I really enjoyed that. Chris, you're blushing. I'm I'm like there was some very real sex noises there. They are I've heard it before and it real. sounds a lot like that, doesn't it? Well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say uh, a pun that I wrote down, um, <laughs> I'm getting some very mixed signals. Cause I was uh just of a little bit Yeah. I'm blushing, like you say. Yeah. But also it was your voice. <laughs> so <laughs> So, you know, and um, the way you said receive, yeah. the receiver, there was, you, you said actually it was the unsexiest thing you could think of, but exactly. actually there was a hell of a lot in there, yeah. in that review of that uh, Lincoln uh, CB radio. The, the President Lincoln The President two. Lincoln 2. 2. Um, the, 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 was suggestible, but maybe that's just, it was the exactly. environment with which you put it in. Exactly. There was, there was receive, there was jumping back and forth. Yeah. I mean, I didn't listen to a lot of it, <laughs> but, 
<laughs> bit too distracting. Well, it was just, it was, uh, it was great. It okay. was a really good marrying of of the two things. And I really, really want to go out and buy a CB radio because <laughs> I feel like it'll work like those Lynx adverts where I um, just do a bit there'll of CB radio and there'll be a harem of sexy <laughs> ladies coming around with headphones and dialing on the little tones there. I mean, I don't know that much about CB radio. Me neither. But um, I, I, could, I could really imagine plugging in uh, yeah. my um, quarter-inch uh, jack lead. <laughs> Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever kind of technological thing they use there. Okay, well, that was great. fantastic. I really enjoyed uh, that. Well, if you're ready to ride the roller coaster again, uh, so you have more filth where that came <laughs> from. Yes. Oh God. So, hello, friends. Uh, this is your friend Sam speaking to you from the bathroom, and things are about to get uh, perhaps even sexier. Um. So be that possible? So if you are sensitive <laughs> and haven't switched off already, uh, just stick with it because, you know, I might be blowing your mind or something. Okay, so I have another dispatch that's related to this dispatch. And basically what I've done here is reversed it. So again, I use the same ambient track, but I um, instead of having the sexy noise as the sort of background... And the reading as the least sexy thing I could think of, I've reversed it. So the background sound here is taken from a video on YouTube, which is 8 minutes and 39 seconds long. Uh, It's not all of it, thankfully. Uh, But it's a video uh, by YouTube user Sefea called CB-Funk-Mitschnitt-11M by DX Beddingungen. So if you Google that, you'll find this video. And uh, give him the credit he's due. Uh, so that's the background sound is from taken from that video, and the uh, reading uh, is taken from one of my new favourite websites, uh, which is called HeyEpiphera dot com, and this is a lady in uh, I think Portland, Oregon, who reviews sex toys, uh, but she's an excellent writer, and I strongly recommend her blog. Uh, even as a man, it's very <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's something very interesting about the way that she writes. Uh, that's not just like it's not necessarily se- i mean it's all about sex obviously but it's not necessarily sexy. sexy it's just it's just good writing and i really like it so uh so i've taken this Should um, ever compare sex toys to soup i mean i've never compared soup to sex toys maybe it's maybe not, it's a I'm joint sure, venture actually. we could go down perhaps anyway she's a very interesting lady uh and i really like her blog uh so this reading is taken from her um and this is one of the reviews that she did for a sex toy. Uh, yeah, let's do it. You have come here wondering if the Enjoy Pure Wand is deserving of its legendary status. If this parenthesis-shaped pound and a half of medical-grade stainless steel can indeed change your and your G-Spot's life. The answer is yes. Holy fuck yes. Your G-Spot will never be the same. You don't even know you can't comprehend. Buckets of ejaculate. Buckets upon buckets. A parade of buckets if that is your aim. And lots and lots of moaning. Measly words can't adequately describe what the pure one feels like. This is the most intense, overwhelming sex toy I've ever used. It is heavy, concentrated, 
and unrelenting. It steals my breath. It messes with my sanity. It says, hello, G-Spot. Oh, hi there. Oh, hey. And it does not stop until I run out of energy and collapse. It gives me goosebumps. It makes me cry. It leaves me with a puddle of ejaculate underneath me, which then runs down my legs when I stand up. With other G-Spot toys, I squirt once and call it a night. Not so with the pure one. The pure one has the unique ability to infuse the sensation of a G-Spot orgasm with an insatiable lust for more G-Spot orgasms. So you can see how one memorable night I was drunk and I used the pure one for over an hour, just thrusting and squirting and thrusting and squirting in a daze. And it was glorious. I always feel a sense of great accomplishment when the squirt fest with the pure one is over. My arm aches, my fingers are stiff, my legs are asleep, the throw is drenched, I am exhausted, but very satisfied, and usually hungry. So there you have it. You should prepare for your life to be changed, and for your body to react accordingly. There is not much more. I can say. Go buy one this very instant. Okay. Um. So I, I took quite a lot away from that. First of all, that lady writes great reviews. Yeah. Of sex toys. Yeah. Like, it was really good. Yeah. Like, I want to buy it. <laughs> you don't... Suddenly you don't have the... I don't have the appropriate... Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, way more disturbing. <laughs> first one... First one was enjoyable in a kind of... Oh, he's talking about CB radios. But it's kind of funny. And, you know. and that was, there was a lot more words in that one. Uh, and it was still you saying them. <laughs> Yeah. And and the enjoyable thing about the first one was the CB radio stuff could have words in it like receive or push or jump or something like that. And you could go, oh, that's a bit sexy. Whereas the sex stuff doesn't <laughs> doesn't quite convert back into radio stuff as squarely. Do you know what I mean? You can, uh, you can okay. force the it's CB a, radio stuff yeah. into being an innuendo. You yeah. can't force really, really explicit stuff about sex to sound like, oh, I'm just on my radio talking yeah. to old Fred in Bansley. So you're saying if you start going sexy, you can't go back, really? Yes. <laughs> or, the, or maybe these things only work... I mean, it was an interesting experiment that you did both ways. Yeah. But I think the, the first one was more successful in, like you say, marrying the two. Right. Because you made the unsexy sexy. Yeah. But you can't make the sex... Like, sexy... When sexy is out there, <laughs> yeah. as it was in that review, yeah, the CB radio has nothing to to match it. Like right. it was just a dribble in the background. Dribbles an unfortunate word, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a it was a I was going to say trickle as a replacement <laughs> word, equally not as good. Um, it was just in the background, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Whereas thought... the first one, they sort of met each other, okay, in their level. The second one. Sex kind of sexed all over the radio. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I enjoy I enjoyed them both as as much as the second one mentally disturbed me. <laughs> Things that I'm asking as well is how how was my reading? Because this is you know I'm trying to work on my sort of spoken word. You know, very cl- you were clear. Yeah, I certainly heard the words you said. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe didn't want to hear them. Yeah. Um. How how was my sexy? Because I don't have a very you I know, think it's pretty good voice. actually. I think it's a sex. It's not. It's not. I just went with breathy. It's like don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, it was you know, it was effective. Okay, good. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much, <laughs> for fear of emotions spilling <laughs> over and the clothes being torn off. <laughs> but um, you know, I had again, like I said, if we could call back to the first one, mixed signals. Okay, great. So. Yeah, I think I'm overall, happy. I might not in, have enjoyed it, but it was very enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, great. great. Well, thank you for that, yeah, Sam. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> Are we done? Is this it? There's a the whole thing? Is this it? I don't know. We've done well, a fair uh, amount. We've done all my dispatches. Well, we've done all of mine. Yeah, well, uh, perhaps we should wrap it up we've, okay. never, we've never wrapped up before we've never wrapped up before we didn't really start very well <laughs> it'd be nice to end well but I, I mean i hope for the best but i don't okay i don't hope for much um well friends uh we hope you've enjoyed your time inside the bathroom um we hope you've gone through all the necessary toilets uh as they said back in the early 20th century when did they say that I read a book yesterday that was written in 1938, and uh, they used the phrase toilets to refer to, you know, freshening up. Oh, right. I just thought it was a nice phrase. Anyway, so we, ho- so friends, uh, we hope you've gone through the necessary toilets and are fully refreshed. And uh, I hope you come back uh, real soon to watch us wash in public. <laughs> and to We uh, need a better line than that. How are we going to end it on? Ah, see, I was thinking about this uh, radio sign-offs. So, oh, what was it? I had one that was, uh, it was, uh, oh, flush twice for good measure. <laughs> or uh, there was another. I thought there was another one. The well. cold taps on the right. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's true, but it's uh, don't forget to wash your hands. Um, wash your hands on the way out. If it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. If your piss is brown, you should really be seeing. Yeah, a you should be seeing it. But I don't think we're going to find one today. We're going to have to think about this. <laughs> if time, your piss is brown, <laughs> you better see a doctor. Okay. Good night. Wait, wait. wait. Oh, right, okay. Sorry. Hold on, you've got to do that whole thing. Like, okay, so uh, you can find us on our non-existent <laughs> Facebook page, our uh, Twitter feed. Or we could do gen. We could do genuine plugs for our genuine things that we do. Well, yeah, I was thinking. Uh, probably will have a website uh this will be online somewhere so just you know you've already mean- found it in so the meantime you can uh, you can find uh me on instagram at spine trolley which i misspelled earlier you can find sam at sr bradley on yes, spine trolley uh, on <laughs> on instagram yeah um thinking about so myself is, again it's this easy. has been very enjoyable uh c- congratulations for listening this long uh, I'd be very impressed if anybody did. Yeah, uh, I'm not even going to listen. We're very to this. proud of you. Uh, if you want to bring this up to us uh, at any point, we'll be very happy. And uh, if you've got any questions or comments, just just you know, you'll find us. We're around sometimes. So yeah, just tap us on the shoulder, say hi. 
And uh, yeah, we'll see you back in the bathroom uh, next time. Bye. Bye, friend. <laughs>